2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Footy. I'm Kate Abda. I'm your guest host this week. It has been a fun few days with you lot here in Stanford and uh, my CBS Sports family. It's good to be part of this family. Thank you for welcoming in, especially you, Susanna. Aww. I appreciate you. Of course. Uh, so joining me as usual, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Susanna Collins. Uh, Alexis Guerreros is also with us. He's going to be doing the headlines today. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. I'm intrigued to see what that's going to look <laughs> Nico like. Nico crushed it yesterday. Nico, you
3: oh, did I appreciate crush
4: that. it. I did Thank enjoy you.
5: watching it.
3: It was really fun. You brought so much energy Thanks. and enthusiasm. You get, you
5: get like a little bit nervous That's right. uh, when, when you're there, when you're standing it's a there. Different,
3: it's a different thing. It's like a different skill set. It's weird. Yeah, well, I got I would, out of breath. I was like there's so many words.
5: Yeah, and everybody's watching you. It's like your moment. It's like okay, I, don't, I don't know. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. it Alexis, fun. why
2: are you lingering in the back of the studio? You're not supposed to be in here till it's the headlines. You're supposed to stay back there. Guys. Back... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're like two months into to this, the European season at least now. So we want to Talk about some of the players some of the teams that have impressed us let's start with players that we would pick out in europe who've impressed us so far this season who have you got
5: so i want to start talking about Sehu gigasi that plays for stuttgart and stuttgart is balling at the moment almost not almost unexpectedly so
2: nobody at and home understood what you just said <laughs> his name
5: Sehu gigasi you know i feel like i could say say ruby where gigasi. is he from nico um, so he's French-born, but he's Malian. No. Where is he? G- Guinea. Guinea. He's, he's <laughs> Guinean. Um, I feel like it would be just as contrived for me to say, Seyru, Girassi which is also super you forced. You
3: sounds so American. Right, say Rugirasi, yeah.
5: as opposed to his actual name, say Rugirasi. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he's putting up, and I don't like to word, use the word stupid, but he's putting up stupid numbers goal scoring uh-huh. wise. Um, he's got 14 goals, all competitions, 13 of which have come in the Bundesliga, but it's the way that he's scoring. He's got power, he's got finesse, he's got composure. Um, he scored in every single game except in Spieltag 6, Matchday 6 for the Bundesliga. I'm throwing German Ooh. at you, so you could be seen by German, but you scored. Really uh, wow, very good. Um, so against Köln he didn't score. And then last weekend he played against Wolfsburg and he scored a hat trick. Um, He's just showing quality in moments where you have to finish. Like it's, he's sitting down defenders. He's sitting down goalkeepers with fake, with composure, with everything you want in a player. It's like he reincarnated. He he died and he became Robert Lewandowski the second time because there wasn't people that was putting him off. But it, it, he looks like prime Lewandowski. No one was putting up these type of Bundesliga numbers well, you know, since Lewandowski. Funny, actually,
4: even Lewandowski hasn't done it. No, not even. He, this is, the this is like a this. record in Bundesliga 13 goals in seven mm. matches. Crazy. So, is
2: this like a stat off? We're going to see who. No,
4: this is just how good he's been. It's, just it's, to put it in wild. context this, this is the hottest start a striker has ever had in the Bundesliga.
5: Absolutely. The record was 11, and he tied Lewandowski in that Wolfsburg game with that first goal, and then he just scored two more. He's like chipping people, like one touch dink over the goalkeeper. And then he's like receiving the ball, faking. Goalkeeper drops, defender drops, finish. But everything goes he, And then power. It, he's, it's like everything in all, one, all in one package. It's incredible to watch. He's never put up these numbers ever in his career. He's matched his season total in all competitions in oh. two months. Okay. It's wildly impressive.
2: All right. Well, who have you got, then? Because uh, you can only be second best now.
4: No, I don't think so. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a player who goes from the Bundesliga as a 20-year-old to La Liga, oh, to the I biggest know. club in the world. I know.
3: I know. And that
4: would be Jude Bellingham. Uh, Jude Bellingham, to me... Uh, We've seen players go to a club like Real Madrid, the biggest club in the world, with the pressure, and they don't live up to expectations, or it takes them some time to settle in. Vinicius Jr., who is one of the world's best wingers, it took him time to settle in. Luka Jovic, who crushed it at Frankfurt before he went to Real Madrid, couldn't settle in. So there's been big players, Kaká, winning World Player of the Year at AC Milan, and in Serie A, going to Real Madrid and not settling in. So for a 20-year-old to go there and not only settle in, but be the best player mm-hmm. on the pitch for Real Madrid to win them games is so special. And I knew he was good, but this good with, without having time to adjust to a, a new team, a new league, new is language. so impressive. Just a, a top player, top person on and off the pitch. And to do this as a 20-year-old, you just don't know where his ceiling is. Um, And our producer sent us a video yesterday of (laughs) someone impersonating Jude Bellingham with his goals. And they're all like tap-ins. And I said, okay, there there have been some nice tap-ins, but for a central midfielder to make so many late runs out of midfield to get into that position while still relying on his defensive responsibilities. And winning the ball for his team and being a good teammate, that's impressive. He's and not supposed to be getting the, this amount of goals. No. So the fact that he has some easy tap-ins, that, that's because he's putting himself in, those, in that position. Uh, everyone else would have those tap-ins if they could do what he could do. And he can't. Mm. He's also scored some nice other goals that are not tap-ins. So uh, for me, Jude Bellingham has been uh, a revelation this year. Boss.
2: Love that. Of course, (laughs) of course. course. What do you counter with then? Um,
3: Shocker! I know everyone's going to be really, really surprised to know that I picked a Liverpool player. Wataru Endo. (laughs) Listen, he. I'm. I'm still waiting. I'm. I'm. I'm confident that Endo is going to be that number six that we need. No, uh, Dominic. Nice. I, I I It took me forever to kind of nail down. I don't. I still don't think I've nailed the pronunciation. But now that I am saying it, I love saying it. Um, this guy has been absolutely tremendous for Liverpool. When we talk about Liverpool and kind of their questions in midfield that they had last season, because they were, I mean, they were old and they were slow, and it was kind of a, a hot mess. And Dominic Jaboussly has come in, and I, you know, they're starting to kind of make comparisons to a Steven Gerrard and and he has that kind of impact, but he's just so, he's such a complete footballer and he's, he's incredible on the ball. We can see what he, I mean, he's got the, the finishing ability as well, but it's his work rate off the ball as well. He's just, he's an incredible athlete. If you, if you watch him and he's just all over, all over the pitch. Um, I'm just, I'm so I'm so excited about him. Um, I think he's has been the standout player for Liverpool this year, and he feels like a guy. He feels like he's going to kind of carry that like talisman mentality for the club, which is exactly exactly what they needed. And Jesse Marsh, um, who managed him at Salzburg, said he's got confidence that borders on arrogance, which mm-hmm. I thought was but Swaggy. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes I think arrogance can have like a not a, a positive connotation, but in this sense, especially coming to a club. Like Liverpool, that sort of carries that massive those massive expectations, you need that. And he has just he's stepped in and made an immediate impact in an area on the pitch where they needed it
5: the most. So what about me McAllister alongside yeah, Solisquire? Think? I
3: I think that he he's a guy, I think they need to play him a little bit higher. Um, everybody says on the that. pitch. I just don't I, think and he's. And I agree. Not, I agree. He's, he's not just, a six. He he hasn't, and I'm ho- that's what when you mentioned Endo, I'm hoping Endo can come in and be that guy, and then McAllister can kind of like be free up to play in a little bit more advanced positions on the on the field, but he hasn't settled in quite the way that Schoberschlei has. I he we saw what he did at Brighton last year. I I still believe that. He, Alexis McAllister is a, a top, top, top player. Um, but it's just taken him a little bit more. And I think maybe once, if, if they find a way, if they, if they can nail down a
2: number six, then I think it'll all start start clicking for them. So let's then talk about teams that have impressed us so far in the season. Should I would, should I think yes. that you have chosen Liverpool,
3: have yeah. you? Do you know, the reason I chose Liverpool, though, was because I, I thought for sure one of these guys was going to choose Leverkusen. Because they've been so so good, but I but yeah, since we're on the Liverpool thing, I'll just continue. You chose Liverpool. I did choose Liverpool. Okay. Because I think for especially for me, because the the I, I don't know what where my are you in the table. Were. We are fourth hmm. right now. We should be higher, and we should be unbeaten. I will not talk
2: about the Tottenham match because it's still it just still makes my Tottenham. I think would have been a good pick for the this, uh, yeah yeah Tottenham season. would have been a good pick. Um,
4: I just couldn't do it. Aww. I know. I <laughs> it, R- no, R- because, R- because I have a better choice, anyways. But as if I was going to go in premier community. That,
3: that makes sense. Uh, but I think heading into this season, the. My expectations were, I don't want to say low for, for Liverpool, but it, it did seem like they had so much work to be done, and I think that they've done a really good job in the offseason of addressing it. And there just seems to be kind of a rejuvenated spirit at the club, players like Shobh Shly coming in and, and having that kind of impact, and Mo Salah continuing to, to score goals the way that he did, kind of getting over that drama of is he going to leave, is he going to stay. Um, and I, I think that their start to the season has been a lot better than I anticipated and the fact that they've only got one loss, they're in good position. I'm not saying they're going to win the title, but I do think, I think that there are going to be several teams competing for the Premier League title at the end of the season and I th- I would put Liverpool in that group, which is exciting because this is a, a club that, that should be competing for, for Premier League titles and I want to see them back in Champions League. So um, yeah, they've impressed me because mm. I think my expectations were a little bit
2: lower heading yeah, in. Really? You've chosen somebody better than Spurs. Yes. Who?
4: And it's not even close. Stuttgart. They were, they were in 16th position last year. They were in the playoff for relegation playoff. So they survived. And now they're in second place in the New Bundesliga. Six wins, one loss. And yes, Gerasi is a player who has helped them and, and has been the difference maker for Stuttgart. So, But... In all fairness, they've scored 22 goals in the Bundesliga and have only conceded eight. So it is more of a team performance, and they have a match winner in Girassi. So, Stuttgart is by far the most impressive team across the five leagues right now, considering where they were last year and where they are now, because if you look at where they are now with a top striker in Girassi, I don't see them finishing outside of the top five, six, given uh, how, how well they've been. And in the Leipzig game is a little bit unfair. They went into halftime up 1-0. That's their only loss of the season. They're up 1-0 and they conceded five in the second half without a red card. Mm. It was two calamitous errors from the keeper. A football accident. And, and, and then I think the wheels just fell off. But outside of that it was very uncharacteristic. They've been so solid this season. So Stuttgart, here's your flowers. Seven games in, top performance so far.
2: Young but manager, forty one years old, Sebastian Hearnes.
5: Incredible. And yeah. with Fulrich and Enzo Gijot and, and that that triangle, th- there's something going right there. They they function so well. Giasi wouldn't be doing what he's doing without the supporting cast and they've been doing a really good job.
2: Well, we've taken so long on everything else that you have probably less than 60 seconds this to get never through. Happens I can do it.
5: No, it usually happens the other way around. Yeah. I talk too much and everybody else a yeah, little go. time. Yeah, so let Comma. me just give... Uh, <laughs> Alexis is like... <laughs> <laughs> let me give Nice their flowers um, because I don't think too many people expected them to start the season the way they did, considering that, for example, that you, you just saw Bulka, their Polish goalkeeper. They had to drop Schmeichel. He decided, the the, the, the manager, uh, decided to, to drop Schmeichel, and Bulka has been super impressive. And then you've got the two center backs in Dante, who's very experienced, almost old, on the scale of like too old, but he's killing it. He's a captain of the team. Jean-Claire Todibo, also formerly of Barcelona, they begin, the goalkeeper and the two center backs, a vertical skeleton for the team that gives it a lot of structure, organization. They love their 4 3, three. up top has been incredible. Kefren turam and then Ndiaye Mişe. Oh, I, I, it's such a difficult name. Ndiaye Mişe, um, who's the center defensive mid that came from Turkey, and it's almost unknown to to the France s- setup. No one really had him on his radar. and. The manager brought him in. Francesco Farioli, also unproven. He, the guy was no one in Italy knew about him. He was in 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 Turkey coaching for Fatih Karaguruk and Alanya Spor. like not even like the top teams. And Nice was like, all right. And we'll now they're sitting try. in we'll second. They're sitting second place mm. in the only undefeated team in France. Wild.
2: Wow. We um, guess what we have next, everybody. Oh Alexis is gonna do <laughs> that headline. Can we heckle him? Can we do that? I think he's used to it. He's a stand-up comedian. We should heckle him. We're going to do that. Oh, they said absolutely. (laughs) We got permission. Headlines, and Alexis is coming up next. Stay with us.
4: (laughs) Get the
1: broom.
2: Alexis Guerrero, oh, join oh, me? Oh. oh! Oh, God. Is <laughs> Alexis going to do the headlines?
0: Uh, welcome to today's headlines. I'm Jenny Chu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we come, they're messing with the button now. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news Whoa. on the transfer market. Bam, bam, bam.
2: Man, was that the best you can do? <laughs> Ooh.
0: Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Ooh. <laughs> wow, right away? <laughs> okay. Uh, probably, actually, unfortunately. I'm, I'm really excited to see your oh, performance yeah. here.
2: I have high expectations. I feel like they should be funny. You know, they should mm. be. What, what else would we do? I think you should yeah, try out, out some new material.
0: Oh, I'll do your, my act in, in the sense. middle of it. Yeah. Uh, do we have a bleep button by any chance? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're not even on the right mark, Alexis. I'm sorry. Having to tell you move, shift.
0: There's a star here with a former cast member's name. I I thought I stood behind it.
4: Oh my gosh, he went there.
0: (laughs) It's right there. (laughs) He said (laughs) former Former cast member. (laughs) 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 She's moved on to a better show. What do you want me to do?
2: Do you have headlines
0: for us? I do. Are you guys ready for them? Oh, so ready. Boy. I just want you all to know I miss being on the desk so much. This but is,
2: I, 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 I feel strange here. being in I, I so do see the yes. pain
0: in your eyes. Huh? I do see the pain know, in your eyes. I know. I was eyes. like, I got something to say about Schubelschle. <laughs> 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 also, all of you miss Girona, bro. Oh, you don't lost already. They were good, and then they lost. Ah, lost Thank you. Are you guys ready for some headlines? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, well, let's do it. Okay, (laughs) let's start with some World Cup qualifier news. Lionel Scaloni, slow that down, has indicated that Lionel Messi (laughs) is doubtful for today's World Cup qualifier against Paraguay. Messi missed five out of the last six matches for Inter Miami and played 35 minutes off the bench in their loss to Cincinnati on Saturday. In his pre-match presser, Scaloni said, for him, one more training session is important, and I will talk to him today. Decide whether he plays or not. But I have to talk to him at first, and above all, I have to be sure that he can start. He could have said that in a shorter sentence. <laughs> the Argentinian captain <laughs> has been training with the team and has another qualifier next Tuesday against Peru. Over to Messi's former coach, Qatar Club Al Duchael, uh, have announced the arrival of former Paris Saint Germain manager Christophe Gaultier. Any more French words, please? Uh, the former Lille and Nice manager has signed a two year deal with the club. Gaultier's Departure from PSG followed a season in which PSG won Ligon, but were knocked out of the UEFA Champions League in the round of 16. The French manager remains under investigation for alleged racist remarks during his time as Nice manager. Take a breath, bro. Uh, this <laughs> is how I speak, baby. This is I'm used to ordering what? from drive-throughs. Mm. So I gotta go quick. And in Italy, Antonio Conte has shot down reports claiming that he is in the frame for the Napoli managerial job amid reports that current manager Rudy Garcia's job is in jeopardy. You think so? According to multiple reports, the Italian manager has been approached by Napoli about the managerial position. Conte refuted the rumors in a post on Instagram that read quote, I hear insist- insistent market rumors that connect me with the important clubs. In Italian. Please. I reaffirmed that for now all I want to do no, no. is uh, stay still and enjoy my family. It's in Italian on the street. Give me your best Italian. Yeah, Sento incense voci di mercati cemi mi. Costano, uh, Clube, Parmigiana, Importante, Maribasco, B- Mortadela, uh, <laughs> Per Adesso, in other words. Uh, Cade has been out of work since he left Tottenham in March. Must be nice. Uh, He has managed in Syria before
4: with Atalanta,
0: Juventus, and Inter Milan. Staying in Italy, Romero (laughs) Lukaku finally, I don't know why I said that like my super, uh, finally spoke out after the summer drama that saw his tenure at Inter Milan and in chaos following a disappointing performance, you could say so, in the Champions League final. Lukaku was reportedly keen on a move to Syria rival Juventus and drew interest from Saudi Arabia, but he eventually landed on a loan to Jose Mourinho's Roma. Lukaku spoke out on the wild summer saying, quote, most Uh, most people in this room know me. You know that I don't. Are you guys messing with the button biting chance? (laughs) No. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Most people in this room know me, which is a weird way to start a sentence. Uh, You know that I don't like to beat around the bush. I will speak when the time is right. But if I told you how things really went last summer, everyone will be shocked. When I say things, they are taken out of context. And I don't want that right now. And for some signing news, Norwich City's forward Josh Sargent, remember him, has signed a new contract. The 23-year-old U.S. men's national team player who is currently sidelined with an ankle injury uh, he picked up in August has committed to the Canaries until the summer of 2028. He scored three goals in Norwich's first four games for the season and has scored 20 times since joining Norwich from Werder Bremen in the summer of 2021. Charlie, thank you. Thank you. handled that well. Thank you, my G. Uh, Charlie, I got two <laughs> questions for you. Uh, one, uh, what is your mother's maiden name? McCarthy. Okay, and what are the last four digits of your soul? Don't say that on TV. Okay, Charlie, <laughs> you almost did it. Uh, Charlie, the U.S. <laughs> I would have got a credit card right after this. Uh, Charlie, the U.S. F&C striker race has basically become the Baligan Peppy show. Do you see Sargent being in the mix when that uh, when he gets back are you uh, from injury? Your <laughs> he was scoring and playing well before his injury. I feel like we can get a Ron Burgundy
6: moment when 100%. To to <laughs>
0: yeah. This is Ron
4: <laughs> Josh Sargent in the World Cup against Iran in that start was phenomenal <laughs> oh, with his movement his hold-up play. I, I think he was on the cusp of really breaking through and, and looking at, you know, because when we've seen him play internationally, he hasn't looked quick, he hasn't looked, it, it looked like the game was a little too fast for him, and he mm. wasn't as dangerous or threatening and, and I think you guys are doing no, great, by that's the way. not where you're supposed to. Work. Oh, was I supposed to go the other way? <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I, I think Josh Sargent has shown great potential, and it's still unrealized. So, mm. to say that he would never get back in that competition or be back in the running to playing, it would I, I think be far fetched. It's just about him getting consistent playing time and continuing devo- to develop.
2: So. And I do think healthy. he has a quality. Mm-hmm. That, Susanna, that was, you just did a look that was so interesting to me when Charlie <laughs> said that. You were like, <laughs> "He's always injured. He's one of these guys that just seems
3: to ha- like perpetually be dealing with some kind of injury issue." And that's like you keep saying, "Like oh, he's got potential." We've been saying he's had potential since 2017. We've yeah, been talking Susanna about this is guy. over it. She's
0: I'm over a little it. bit but over it. it. <laughs> there's,
4: a, there's a difference when we say guys are injured when they're pulling muscles. He's getting beat up. These, okay. are, these are these are tackles. Well, you're not getting beat up. Everybody
5: gets beat up. It's a contact Wipe, sport. Getting wiped out by a goalkeeper. Every, every, but, Chuck, you tell me, does it, you get beat up being a striker on any team, going against center backs. You don't, you don't think all the strikers <laughs> around, all these get beat up?
4: There's a difference between why, taking why an is, injury. Why
5: is Josh Sargent specifically getting more beat up than all other nines in Europe? Because you put yourself in a position to get beat up. It's
4: it's Everybody it's, else a, it's no no. It's, so it's
5: about Josh specifically is getting. It's, put a, it's about place how
4: you up. run into challenges. How do you anticipate plays or defenders sliding? Okay. In. So there's a difference between one striker who plays a certain game, who's a hold up play, who 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 embellishes uh, embraces contact, who who hits the defenders versus a, a center forward who runs into channels, who All center right. backs come so and get slides down.
5: So then if you're getting beat up, yeah, and then injured, mm-hmm. there has to be a learning curve to, to see how you can bring your style to the game and be able to play like that through an entire all, season.
4: All players go through these moments where they have to learn because something isn't working. In Josh Sargent's case, he wasn't dangerous enough on the international level. He wasn't involved. Hmm. He was trying to figure it, figure it out. What are his best qualities and how does that fit into this U.S. men's national team when you have Christian Pulisic on one wing and Timothy Way on another, and then He's there was no Gio Reyna the before. There was no link-up play for a nine. So he was caught in between two minds of, how do I get involved? I'm gonna hmm. check all the time, which then takes away what you're supposed to be good at, which is scoring goals, because he was never in the box. So now he was figuring that out with his club football, because in the Bundesliga, when he left, he was just defending, because he had to play survival mode of of staying up and not getting relegated. So now you're not really getting involved all that much. With Norwich, he found a little bit, bit of a sweet spot, because they were aggressive. They were the protagonists. But at the same time, now you're getting hit a lot more hmm. because you, your team has the ball. So now this is when he gets back from this, figuring out how can I still be as effective and aggressive without taking all those shots?
2: Fair. You're just going back down like that, huh?
5: Hey, but, I'm joking.
2: We don't have time. We're going uh, to a break.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up shut after shut the break. my face. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're going to bring in another friend of the show, Guillaume Balaguet, is going to join us to talk uh, Euro qualifiers. We'll be right back with that.
4: Strikers stick together, you know what i <laughs>
3: Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Well, Euro qualifiers are back today with a full sw- uh, full schedule, including Albania versus Czech Republic. we got Croatia hosting Turkey and today's headline, of course, between Spain and the surprising group leader, Scotland. Uh, that's an interesting one as well. The Scots have won all five of their qualifiers so far. They can book their place in Euro 2024 with time to spare with a win or a draw today in Sevilla. Spain, though, can pull within three points of Scotland if they manage to get the win in today's game. For more on Spain versus Scotland, uh, we're going to bring in our very own Spaniard. Guillaume Balaguet is with us. I I was hearing in the production meeting that it's a thing. Like, where's Guillaume going to be today? This is something we have to find out. So where are you today?
6: First of all, hello, Kate.
2: (laughs) Did you guys? I I lost him. I don't hear him. Did you guys hear him? Oh, you did? You went fake left?
5: He he said, hello, Kate. Kate. He just surprised (laughs) me to see you.
2: Oh, hi. Yes, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I travel as much as you do.
6: I think you do. Yeah, Sevilla. This is where I am. This is where the game is going to be and I'll uh, be covering for the UK division. And uh, we will be talking about what is one of those tense games. It could just be a qualifier game, but no, there's a little bit more to it because Rodri, the Manchester City player, decided to say after losing against Scotland in the first leg of this game, that they played rubbish. <laughs> what I thing to say. Hmm.
2: It doesn't feel like it's been a straightforward qualifying group, Guia. How comfortable do Spanish fans feel that that Spain is going to go ahead and get this done?
6: It should be all right. It should be all right because uh, victory today against Scotland, which is possible, I think we lost once out of the last twenty-four games at home in in qualifiers. Uh, it, it's within the realms of possibility. The team is playing much better. Uh, uh, that when Luis de la Fuente first got the team uh, against Scotland, had just been training for two or three days, the instructions weren't clear. Spain hit the post a couple of times. But, you know, the winner is always right, and Scotland won, and they sang at that time. We all criticized Spain for having lost. Some used the word humiliation. I think that was a little bit harsh. But in any case, since then on, we beat Cyprus, score six times, went to Georgia, Tbilisi, and scored seven times. So the team seems to be in a, in a, in a better shape. And with uh, the noise around it, if you like, having come down, uh, it's all about football and it's all about getting players that are on good form. Some missing, uh, Lamine Yamal sadly won't be there. Nico Williams is with the side, but probably won't be won't be ready for this game. Uh, Olmo also missing, Pedri as well. You're talking about players that may have started, but it should be all right. And then a victory with Scotland means that only a draw Against, uh, uh, against Norway at the weekend means that uh, Spain will qualify. The first two of that group goes through.
5: Guillaume you mentioned Lamin Yamal, and one of the headlines going into this international window, had he been healthy, would have been Lamin Yamal, the, the young superstar with so much potential, capped tight for Spain, and there's no going back, but because of his injury, he's sitting on two caps, and he still has the possibility of playing for Morocco. But is Spain really, I see, I mean, are, is, is the Federation also saying no, there's no way that he's gonna play for Morocco? Like, they're not concerned at all. His allegiance 100% lies with, with Spain?
6: Stop it with that. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> he's more, he goes nowhere. No, actually, he, uh, the federation are quite assured that uh, that he will stay with Spain. As you said, there's one more official game that he needs to play for that to be guaranteed. He has um, quite clearly... Uh, been, he's been born in Spain, but he's got, obviously, Guinea and uh, Morocco uh, descent. He has said he wants to play for Spain, and it will happen. We're all convinced that that's, that's what's going to happen. This is uh, somebody who, at 16 16 became the youngest Spanish player to score ever, uh, the youngest Barcelona player to score ever, and the youngest player ever to play in the Champions League. And he doesn't look 16. He thinks like a much, much mature man, takes a lot of very good decisions, and transforms games. You know how difficult that is. Well, he does that. And yes, the hope is, say, quietly. He could be one of the best players in the world. He needs to be lucky with, with injuries, of course, but, uh, but at the moment, he, he's just going at such a pace that there is no doubt, give it two or three years, we'll be talking about him in the same way that we're talking about Jude Bellingham, I think.
4: Guillaume, I, I love to see your shirt. You're honoring the foliage of New England in the fall. Oh, God. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> it, seems, it seems to me that Spain have a, a new generation coming to be. It's a big youth <laughs> movement, and, and they lost in the under-21 uh, Euro final to England 1-0, but this team is full of quality. Can you talk about how they've been able to develop so many players and that this Spanish uh, federation looks like they're moving in the right direction?
6: The Federation has been in the same direction for a long while, and hence Luis de la Fuente being chosen to replace Luis Enrique because he has won European championships under-19 and under-21 with this group because there is an idea of how the teams have to be formed, which kind of style, which kind of profile of player you have to bring from from the moment they're 15 to now. So it's like a club, run like a football club. And that means that you identify a player that can... Fit the style instead of just those that are very good and put them in. So fit in the style, They all all the, of the ones that have come in certainly do so. But if you actually mention names, uh, I'll, I'll tell you some that are less than 20. Uh, Laminia Yamal, Gabi, Valde, who's going to be fantastic at left back. Pedri, who's injured at the moment. Uh, Jeremy Pino. You are talking about a generation of players that potentially can compete for the best say that again quietly because we've been such a failure in, in summer competition for a long while that uh, that perhaps we have to just a li- go a little bit humble and do our best. Uh, we won the Nations League, doesn't really count, but it's in World Cups and uh, European Championships that Spain has to show their value again.
3: Guillaume, I want to kind of take it back to uh, the match against Scotland. Spain cooking offensively, 13 goals in their last two qualifiers, but they're coming up against a Scotland side um, who are incredibly defensively sound. They've only conceded one goal in qualifiers. So what? how big of a challenge uh, does this Scotland side pose for this Spain uh, attack?
6: Big challenge, as we saw by losing uh, at Hamden, Town, uh, Hamden, Cam, uh, Hamden Stadium 2-0. Uh, uh, but as I say, that was the beginning of something that was happening. Um, There was a lot of changes, which uh, De La Fuente tends to do within the 21s, realizes that perhaps doesn't work at senior level. Uh, Eight changes from one game to the previous game. And now he has a very solid defense with uh, Lenormand, uh, certainly, for me, one of the best centre-backs around, uh, being a guaranteed centre-back partnership. Uh, Full-backs that may change, but depending on the games. This is, with uh, Rodri in front, this is a very solid uh, back five, if you like. And up front, we've got different ways of attacking. It could be crosses to Joselu, It could be running, uh, putting balls in behind for the wingers. It could be just through control. We didn't have that against Scotland those months back. We do now, which means that goals should come. And if we are good enough stopping Scotland, the two or three things that they do very well, then it should be a victory for Spain. But as I said, there's a little bit of an edge to this game because Rodri said a, a big truth. He said that actually Scotland wasted time and uh, dived and uh, provoked you. All that was true, but because Scotland won, they said, no, no, we didn't do that and we have to believe them because the, the winner is always right. But deep down, there's a little bit of tension there and Spain wants to not just beat Scotland, revenge that
4: Guillaume, I, I saw a young oh. Guillaume Balaguer in the, the David Beckham Netflix doc. Uh,
2: oh, same. So, oh, yes, so, yeah. I saw you too. I said, okay, Guillaume. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yes, uh, in that, uh, that was uh, part of a show that I did with Kate one year. Revista yes. de la Liga.
2: Revista de la, yes, la Liga. One. Yes, yes, yeah.
6: Wow. Wow. And we uh, spoke in Sky Sports uh, a lot about David Beckham. I had a great relationship with David Beckham and one week for of Tina, sometimes. I'll tell you some of the anecdotes of our tinas in... In Madrid.
4: Your style uh, has changed quite a bit since then, huh?
6: I hated seeing that. I was so fat on that little thin beard.
4: I didn't think you were heavy. I just thought, yeah, wow, you, you just went no. with like a white tee there.
6: No, like wine.
2: You are like a fine wine, Guillaume. Yes. However, Nico, uh, I've learned on this show that Nico's very OCD because I was making a noise with my shoes that bothered him and he couldn't deal with it. Um, but he's also written me a note to let me know that you have missed a button, Guillaume. It's bothering him. You've missed a yeah. button.
6: Oh, my God. I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. We helped you out. It was good to see you. We miss you. <laughs>
6: good to see you, all of you.
2: Enjoy the game tonight.
6: Cheers.
2: Okay, uh, we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk World Cup qualifying in South America. That is coming up next.
1: Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.